to the NTV Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce. Today with us we have Alan Bulger. Hello. Harry Flagger. Hello. Richard Dalem. Hello. And Lee Stackpool. Hello. And today's episode, we are talking about our films that are featuring our favourite underdogs or our underdog stories. So we'll start off as we normally do with our conversations like this. What do we see as being an underdog story? Well, I see it as somebody who, or a group of people, who um, you don't expect to be the winner or to be successful, but can still achieve great things against all the odds. Against um, all the odds. So it could, be, it could be that their skills aren't as good as somebody else's, you know, thinking about sport or something like that. Um, it could be that they've had adversity in their life, so they've had not as many advances in life, um, you know, a bit of a tough tough upbringing or a tough start to life, maybe. Um, and then obviously being successful and achieving, maybe not achieving the ultimate goal or whatever, but achieving something which is still a great success. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, anyone to add to that? Um, I think I don't. I don't think it always has to be because uh, I'm going to mention a film, uh, maybe a couple of other films where you've got some anti-heroes as well. So it might not necessarily be success. Mm. It could be. Uh, it could be more infamy, um, and that's fine too. Yeah. Um, if they've, they've obviously started from nothing, um, and they've gone down that, they've gone down that route really. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that sounds interesting. I look forward to hearing what that is. You think it's predominantly sports movies that underdogs feature? I reckon it is, yeah. I mean, that the ones I'm, I'm going to mention are all sports movies, yeah. I, I was trying to think of ones that weren't. And when I googled it, films, other films came up a little bit like like the Joker came up. Then I was like, that is it an underdog yeah. film? I, su- I mean, well, I suppose I was, it is. No, I was going to mention Joker. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, should we start yeah. with that then, Lee? Do you want to talk about that? I think so. I, I thought of a couple, and uh, obviously uh, it wasn't just joking. It dawned on me that dawned on me second. The first one, obviously, uh, Fight Club. Um, yes. A normal uh, both Fight Club and the Joker deal with mental health, both in either quirky or they, they try and give a realistic. Uh, they, they both had criticism for making light or. Um, confusing a lot of mental health things, but at, at the at the bare bones of it, both films involve um, mental health of some kind. Uh, people down on the luck, uh, just an ordinary person in a uh, modern, quite violent sort of, uh, you know, nihilistic and pretty unforgiving world. And um, without without going into obviously the, the plot of both of them, um, at the end, you know, obviously in Joker, he becomes Joker. Or does he become Joker? It was, it was left kind of a little bit ambiguous at the end. Yeah. But certainly in his own head, he was a success. Yeah. Uh, he, he became Joker. Um, at the end of Fight Club, uh, which is possibly my favourite one, he realises he isn't Tyler Durden, but he's managed to bring about um, a dystopian future where they've eradicated all the credits and basically the entire world's back to year zero. Um, because he blew up all the buildings with the uh, the banks in, so he's basically, you know, at the end of the film, he's going to be like some sort of messianic figure with his own private army, cult, whatever you want to call them, um, the paper speed soap company army. Um, <laughs> but you know, the boat, the boat in both films, the the characters, 
uh, have all successful in in their own way. Um, and I think you've got to include them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're not yeah. things I thought of, but I suppose you're, you're totally right, aren't they? They're a success personally to them, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe not to society. It depends on view you look at it, but in yeah. terms of the, their own personal, personality and own goals, they are a success, you could say, couldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there yeah, any more like that? Um, I, I think there's a few. I mean, you might you might disagree with me, but one that sprang to mind with me um, was the Hunger Games. You know, you've got Katniss Everteen coming from... Yeah. Is it District? Which district is it? One of the high ones anyway. Yeah. And she's basically given no chance at all of winning, you know, the Hunger Games. They say, you know, you're going to die. And then, obviously, that's her underdog story. She comes through and wins it. Um, so I think a lot of people think with an underdog film, you, you just attribute it to sports. Like, you've got a sports team. They're pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. They, they come through, they, they, you know, they bond together as a team, they come through and, you know, they win at the end. But I think you've got quite a lot of films where if you think about it, you've got a character who's maybe not so, you know, they're, they're a bit of a low life, they're a bit of a loser, they're a bit... And then they go on their own journey or the Maybe, I even think in war films, there's, you know, there's a few war films where you've got an army and you're, they're against the odds and you come through and win it. I think it, it sometimes with an underdog film, you've got to sometimes take a deeper look into it rather than just seeing oh it's a sports team and they're not very good and then you've you know they've kind of they've kind of won you've got to sometimes take a step back and have a look and you see actually yeah you know they kind of are underdog yeah yeah thinking like films like the dirty dozen or kelly's heroes yeah. they're, they're sort of that group who are they're going into a suicide mission aren't they but they're ultimately successful yeah, yeah it's a good shelter as well Say again, sorry. Uh, letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, if anyone's seen that, it was the Japanese version of the Battle of Iwo Jima. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, Flags of Our Fathers was the first one. <laughs> uh, the second one, though, he's, he's a Japanese soldier and um, he, he manages to survive. Um, manages to survive the Americans. He manages to survive his own military police who want them all to kill themselves and stuff he manages to survive everything and he's like he, he makes he makes it yeah at the end um in the face of some insane odds yeah clint eastwood does not he directed yeah that. yeah it was brilliant because yeah, he did he do like a trilogy of war films that he directed he did he done flags of our fathers and then yeah. he uh, from the american viewpoint both of them somebody used some some of the same footage and there's there's links between the two films mm. um uh, I bought letters from the Ojima was from the Japanese perspective. Um, I thought it was, yeah. I thought both of them were really good in their own way. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. I've got them. I'm gonna have to watch them again. Yeah, yeah. good, good shout. Alan, you were talking about one then as well. Sorry, what, what did you say? Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. So this is gonna be our next film to see before you die. So we won't go into too much detail about it. But why is it an underdog, underdog film? Um. Well, difficult to say without like giving it away too much, but um, <laughs> and they start off everyone almost unanimous. What well, I can't say that word. Unanimously. Yeah, you all, you all say that the 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 suspect is guilty, and uh, the one or two are like not convinced, and they have to sort of win the rest of the group around. So. 
Yeah. Way that like you know it's the underdog sort of rising for the fight. Yeah. Because yeah, because you sort of at the start of the film you're convinced. Oh yeah, every, he's, he's guilty. Everyone's gonna um, mm-hmm. go guilty. But then this one lone voice stands up, and yeah, you're right mm-hmm. against all odds. Sort of. Yeah. Get, you know, get, is successful if you like. You know, gets the goal that that he wanted, or is right the right goal if you like. Yeah, the right outcome. It's a good shout. Yeah. Is there any more like like that sort of that before we talk about sport films? <laughs> um, any any more that haven't been said? It's not a film that I've seen myself, but you've got the pursuit of happiness. Oh yeah, yeah, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we I went to pictures to see that when it came out. Oh, so heartbreaking. Um. And yeah, he's he's a total underdog, isn't he? Totally right. Goes goes from nothing, you know, sort of a, a salesman of. I can't remember what he sells, but he sells he sells something ridiculous, like a printer or something, isn't it? Printers or something. Um, yeah, loses his home, is out on the streets with his son, and then obviously gets successful and becomes stable and becomes quite successful in a business that he he ends up taking part in. Yeah, very good film. Will Smith, brilliant in it as always. Anyone else seen that one? That, uh, do you know what, right? I'm embarrassed to say it's a film. I, I, I can't. I think I've watched it all the way through, but I can't remember because it's probably it's been out for a while now. Um, and it, it, it's one of them films really that even people who are big Will Smith fans turn out and goes, it's a Titanic performance that he gives in that. Yeah. Um, and it's possibly the best acting Will Smith done. Yeah, it is decent, decent film. Definitely recommend it. Like if you haven't seen it, and that. That scene where he's in the toilet and like someone's trying to get in and he's got his foot on the door and oh it's so heartbreaking. Shocking these things. And these things actually happen, don't they? I think it's based on a true story as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. Mm. Anyone got any more that anyone do you want to talk about? Yes. Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, that's a great film, man. I mean what a phenomenal film. That yeah. is a great bit of film, man. Yeah. Um and it got every it got every accolade it deserved. Mm. Um, it's still, it, 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 do you know what? It's a good, it's a really good film. Now I I'd sit there and watch that again now from start to finish. Everything was well done. Every character in that was brilliant. Mm. Um, Clever structure to it as well, wasn't it? Where he'd get a question on millionaire, and then the question would relate to something that happened to him. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal, and it dealt with everything that film. Um, that you could you could possibly think of. Obviously, it was more hard hit than it was set in Mumbai. Um, and I've, they've obviously got the there's the scenes at the beginning where he's talking about his mum, and it's basically just like sectarian clashes with the Hindus and the, the Muslims. Um, and while the police are just watching because they've been paid off by you know whoever, um, it's, it's gripping stuff like um, and not not some of it's not easy to watch. Um, but it's, I suppose you can call it, a, it gets classed as a feel-good film towards the end, but I, I can't think of another one that got as much credit as that one. Yeah. Um, it's cleaned up. I think eight, eight, eight nominations and eight, in fact, it got eight. I think it got eight uh, awards. It did, yeah. Eight wins, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Including Best Motion Picture, you know, the big one. Um, mm. Yeah, that's a great shout there. There seems to be a running theme with these films as well. These underdog films that, like you said, they're like a feel-good film. They, they have got to be, yeah. they've got to have, have the happy ending, haven't they? They've got to be have a, a, a successful outcome, or you know, it might. I say it might be a bit of a tough journey initially, 
But then at the end, you feel that, and you know, the ending is is satisfying if you like. Yeah. One of the movies that I'm going to talk about is not not quite that. <laughs> okay, Alan, go on then. Do you want to mention it? Well, we've talked about Clint Eastwood, haven't we? So I was thinking of Million Dollar Baby. Oh. Oh yeah. Now I haven't seen this, but I know what happens at the end. Obviously, do, do you want to talk a bit about it? Yeah, I, I absolutely love it, and uh, I don't feel like so. She's an underdog in the sense that she's in her thirties, and we all sort of know that when you're like a sports person, once you pass sort of thirty out of you, your prime, aren't you? So I think she's about thirty-three or thirty-four. And she's she's really keen. She wants to compete like professionally. And like Clint Eastwood is like, I'm not training you too old, bugger off. But he <laughs> eventually like t- does train her up, and she you know she she competes all over the world. And if it stopped there, it it would be like you know it's like the Rocky. It's it's just the walkthrough. But it's the relationship she has with um a family, a family or. Like the donor, they just they don't want to know. But then, of course, when she she's successful and she wins all the fights, they're happy to take all the money and stuff. So that's a bit of a downer. Mm. But and then, of course, the last fight does. Should it, am I giving away going far? Give away spoilers or? Yeah, if you don't want to know the ending, fast forward a little bit. <laughs> but go on, I'll go for it. So yes, yeah, the ending is she she. Uh, well, it's not quite the ending, but. She had a fight and she's winning, and then the the woman she's fighting against takes like an illegal hit while she's like you know uh, celebrating, and she falls. She falls on like the stool that they put out. You no, know, when they put the stools out, she falls on that and she gets paralysed, and um, she's paralysed through what what like a good portion of the movie is like it's a, a, like she's like. I don't know. It's it's what it's ambiguous. I think it's like how you sort of perceive things. I think I think she's done well. She's achieved a goal. She's had a good life, and and you shouldn't come away from it like feeling like like some people are like oh that's so depressed and she you know she because she, in the end she wants to get uh, um she wants to die and Clint Eastwood ends up giving her euthanasia in a sense um. Uh, I remember, I remember watching it, and like uh, a couple of years later, I was I was working the healthcare system. And I was like, oh, I know how to do all that. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, don't tell everyone now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can I can do all that. <laughs> um, so I guess because I've I've I've, I've 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 lived through things, I've seen certain things that I've got like yeah. a different perspective on stuff. But I don't find it depressing whatsoever. I feel like you know, she she you should strive to, to strive towards doing these things not like don't do things don't not do things because bad things can happen to you i don't know it's like a ambiguous way of like looking uh, looking at things you know I, I i don't i don't find it depressing i find it like still quite an interesting uplifting film even though it's got a bleak sort of end and but it's how you look at it i don't i don't find it upsetting at all yeah, it's uh, there's, uh, there's been a couple of sports films that have obviously done that if you think back to like you know champ um, can everybody, uh, Harry, Harry knows the end of it because it seems Harry did the rough time but it, you know it's about it's about a boxer who's you know possibly a little bit past his prime uh, doesn't have um, uh, <laughs> it's got like one of the most grimmest endings 
Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't get into it. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> make you know, anyone about, cry. It's it's the it's it's the whole point, isn't it? About that that is that's someone's sport that you love doing, um, and you know that is uplifting. Yeah, it's all way even though the ending like not the one you want, but that's that's the one you get. Like, <laughs> so who's in that champ? I've never heard I that one. I can't even remember. It's like nineteen seventy odd. Is it? Uh, it could even it could even be a bit later. I don't know actually. I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I was like. <laughs> like it, like it being punched in the face with it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we sort of moved on to boxing films. So, obviously, the, the big boxing film I was going to mention, and I'm sure everyone else was, was was Rocky. It's sort of seen as like the ultimate underdog film. Um, I know Richard hasn't seen it. Has everyone, has everyone else seen the first Rocky though? Yeah. Because no, okay. So I might. I've, I've, is it worth spoiling the end? I don't know. No, it's- no, no, it's not. It's, 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 I mean, it's, prob- it's been parodied that much. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like we were saying before about, obviously, he's he's not he's not initially a professional boxer. He gets picked out. You know, he's a bit of a gangster, isn't he? He's sort of like a heavy man for, the, for, the, for the, a local loan shark, I think it is. And then he gets picked out to take uh, take on the, the world champion as a sort of an exhibition match. Um it's like a publicity stunt for the champion, isn't it? Apollo to to, to sort of give someone a, a chance to go up the the ring, the rung, if you like. Um, and obviously he's but he's a good boxer. He's got that heart. He's got the spirit, and he he ends up going toe to toe with the champion. I won't say any more than that. But yeah, Rocky and all the Rocky films sort of follow the same formula. But that first one is just absolutely spectacular. It's brilliant. It's a it's a great story. You you fall in love with Rocky because he's he's a brilliant character. He's a bit of a dope, you know. He is. He's a bit <laughs> slow, but he's so lovable and he's funny, and you can see his heart in the right place. And to see him achieve, maybe not all of his goals, but certainly part of his goals is is, is a great. It's a great journey to go on during the, the first Rocky, and obviously then the subsequent Rocky films are great as well. But yeah, if the you first wanna, one's if, brilliant. If if for anyone that hasn't seen it. Just have a look up of the story of how Sylvester Stallone got Rocky made. They could make a film of that, and it'd be just as much of an uplift and see a of a film as as the film. I mean, there's a re- reason the production quality is not brilliant on the first Rocky, and the rest of them are. Mm. And it's because Sylvester Stallone wanted to play himself, and he laughed. He practically laughed at him. Um, yeah, because he wasn't a name, and, was he at all? No, and they were like, "Listen, you, you can't even speak." Um, just get out and every time he came back um, they offered him less um, he had to sell his dog uh, the first thing he'd done when he, he, he got Rocky made was buy his dog back for a heavily inflated price just so we could have his dog back I mean just, just read up on it it's really it's, yeah it, it, it's make a film in its own right and mm-hmm. I'm just happy that Sylvester Sloan managed to do it because now he's like you know he's, he's an absolute success he is yeah. he is the true underdog yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that that much, like, like, so like, yeah, it's like it, it is the ultimate ultimate underdog film in the movie itself and in reality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good shout, that. I like that. Any more, any more boxing films we can think of uh, off the top of our heads? Because I, I was, I was thinking about um, the one we, we spoke about it on the Denzel Washington episode, um, the Hurricane, which again based on a true story. About uh, Ruben Carter, who was 
could have been could have been the champion of the world, but obviously, um, you know, was a great boxer, but then uh, got framed for for a murder, or uh, you know, allegedly framed for murder, and spent years and years in in jail. And so, even though it's a boxer movie and he's a boxer, the underdog part of it is actually him trying to clear his name and trying to get through the, the prison system and trying to get out of prison and clear his name. Yeah, good, it's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Great film. There's, there's loads, isn't there, of like, like uh, boxing films, like there's a Warrior with um, Tom Hardy. Is that, I've not seen it, but I assume it's like like there's similar sort of uh, against all odds. And what's the one with Russell Crowe that I've seen? Oh, I've seen, I've, I looked um, this up before and I want to watch it. The Cinderella Man also. Cinderella Man. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Where but it does like, tend to be a theme with the boxing films, doesn't it? I think Warriors like MMA. I think martial mixed martial arts could be wrong. But yeah, it's a similar sort of idea, isn't it? Yeah, I thought... Um, I, I love Tom Hardy. I don't think it was one of his best. Um, yeah, it's one of his early ones, isn't it? When he's starting to... He was starting to become a name then, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I don't know whether he was a bit wasted in it, really. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't mind watching that. Part, he looked the part, but it didn't have... It, 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 the, the character didn't really give him much room to basically be Tom Hardy, because he's usually got, like... Usually got something... That, even if he's just in something, like, small, usually comes across quite well. I thought, like, the script let him down and a few things with that film. Mm. Yeah, but I'll have to watch that again. Wouldn't mind watching that again. Any more, and be said? Any sort of like boxing films? No. Well, should, should we move on to some sports, some of the sports films then? Any any uh, favourites? I've got a good one. Uh, um, people might not mention this one because uh, everyone obviously knows Cool Runs. Um, yes. Yeah. But obviously, the same Olympic competition, 1988, uh, was Eddie the Eagle as well. Yes. Mm. Uh, no, I remember. I remember everyone laughing at Eddie um, during that Olymp- Winter Olympics because I used to, I used to go have a little bit of a. That used to be my favourite Olympics, really. Um, years ago, I can't remember mm. the last one I watched, to be honest. Um, but they made the film anyway. Um, with uh, Eddington and Jackman yeah. uh, in it, and it's 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 a heavily romanticised based on. The, the, the story but and it's not you know a serious film it's it's pretty light art it's pretty campy but I liked it I liked it a lot um, it's hard no, enough to like the oh. film and it, it, it sort of captures that um, that that spirit of Eddie the Eagle and how unfortunately the Olympic Committee basically changed the rules it was known as the Eddie the Eagle ruling um, where they stopped people like Eddie the Eagle competing in the Olympics and I remember my granddad always saying <laughs> they, they kind of lost something from the Olympics when they'd done that mm. um, because there was never going to be like you know a wild card yeah. just in it who you drew for um, you know it was always a choice between nationality and a mixture of whoever your favourite professional was whereas at least with Eddie the Eagle they were like, well, you know, he could force last on his face, but you know what, he might just, he might just do it here. And to be fair with it, with Eddie the Eagle as well, his jumps weren't like, they weren't that bad. They just weren't like Olympic winners. Yeah, weren't professional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could still, he was still jumping some, some distance on them skis. Um, 
And the film goes into all that. And it's a, do you know what? It's a, it's a light-hearted film, 2016. Um, but it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant film. And what, what I love about it is that, like you just said, Ben Lee, he, of all these films we're going to talk about, he didn't end up being the best. He What was it? He just wanted to be the best UK or he just wanted to be part of the ski jump team, didn't he? He just, all he just he wanted, wanted to have to a go. Yeah, he just wanted to represent his country. And he did. Yeah. Do you know what? He'd done all that. Um, and, you know, the press in our country is not brilliant, is it? If, if we were any other country, he'd have been a national treasure, probably been given a nice order or something. Yeah. But uh, he didn't quite get, he didn't quite get the, uh, the backing he should have got, really. Mm, from yeah. uh, from the press and it was just mostly like you know the public kind of just like like watching it yeah, I, I yeah. do remember watching them jumping on the on the television when I was little and uh, being quite interested <laughs> yeah and it, it it is it's it's again like these people these so a lot of these characters they're very inspirational aren't they like he's just he's yeah. wanted to do something and has worked hard enough to get there and as, as you said, like, uh, you know, people were trying to knock him back and knock him down and making fun of him, like you say, in the press and things like that. But he still likes persevered and he's got that resilience um, to sort of, you know, try his best and still be relatively successful. OK, he might not be, as Richard said, the best in the world or the best ever, but, you know, certainly um, commendable and certainly holding his own, if you like, with, with, the, with the rest of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. film it reminds me a lot of? Um, it's Billy Elliot. It doesn't half remind me of that. Yeah. Um, obviously very, very similar, apart from the fact that he went on to be a world-class dancer, didn't he? Um, but he came from nothing. And I think the difference about that is he just had a passion for it and he didn't care what other people thought. He just wanted to have a go. Um, even when his family flipped on him, his dad went absolutely do lally um but that that's a great film and, and they they very very similar in my in my eyes those two films eddie eagle and billy elliott yeah absolutely yeah. they've got a bit of like a comedic bit to it haven't they like sort of light yeah. light-hearted yeah. but you know it's quite a not hard-hitting but still like get you in the get you in the heart on it get you in yeah. the feels and you, you could even stretch it to the full monty as well is in that, that you know they they were nobody uh, and they just wanted to make a little bit of money, <laughs> you oh, know. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably one of the first ones, wasn't it? That um, that the UK brought out, um, yeah. the, the really big hitting underdog film. Um, and again, it's a feel good one as well, cracking soundtrack as well. Yeah, because they're very similar to like that that Kinky Boots and. Is it made in Dagenham? Them, that sort of film where yes, like you say, it's, yes. it's a group of people who are fighting against the system or are fighting against their own expectations as again to, to become successful. Good shout that, Richard. Mm. I haven't seen those two though. Are they any good them two? Which one, sorry? Kinky Boots or Made in Dagenham? I love Kinky Boots, as we've discussed, yeah. and we I all like the laugh. film though, Richard. What's the um, film like? Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, it's uh it's, Every time. it's so funny. <laughs> the the situations that that the film puts itself in and the characters um absolutely brilliant um very very brilliant script um great acting lovely story and and a lot of these are based on true stories aren't they yeah. um 
And I suppose if they tried to make a film that was just made up, it and it was a, an underdog film, it would be rubbish because it's like, yeah, but it's a story. So most of these that we're talking about are, um, I don't think Full Monty's based on anything, is it? Um, Made in Dagnum was, but I've not seen it. Was that about the the female workers? Yeah, I think so. Demanding equal rights, quite rightfully, because the work they were putting in and doing the interiors compared to <laughs> the, the metal work, um, you know, it's just as important. Uh, but it's no, I've not seen it. Surprisingly, it's a car film I've not seen. You're on mute, Carl. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute there. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, um, I thought you'd be nailed on to see that one, Richard. No, no, surprisingly yeah. not. Yeah, no. Good stuff. All right, so we um, have a look at some sports films then. So, like, we've, we've, I think before, like, you mentioned Cool Runnings. That's one I was going to mention. Um, yeah. And again, you know, sort of the Jamaican bobsleigh team, you know, a bobsleigh team from Jamaica, you know, there's no snow there and like that, no facilities, but... They do hold their own, you know, they, they, they've got no chance to start with. They hold their own, they get there, and uh, without spoiling the end, that last scene, or, the, you know, the, the, the last race is, uh, yeah, all the feels again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a classic, like, sort of, Disney are really, really good at those um, underdog feel-good movies, because I was going to mention another one, I was going to say The Mighty Ducks as well. The Mighty Ducks is very similar to that group of kids who play hockey, um you know, haven't, uh, you know, aren't very good and what have you, you know, difficult upbringing, some of them, things like that. And then obviously the very successful make a, a, a ice hockey team. Great film. Love the Mighty Ducks. Can't remember too much about the sequels though, but yeah. So what do you think of those two? Cool Rollins cool is, is boss and uh, John Candy. Uh, love him and everything he did. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, great, great film, Cool Rollins. Um, I've not seen the Mighty Ducks, but I have Cool Runnings, and uh, yeah, if you, if anybody's not seen it, it's one of those that you've got to go to for an underdog film. Yeah, yeah. definitely, it's a great one. How have you seen Cool Runs? Yeah, I have. Yeah, not not much left to say, is there? You know, just a really good film. It is. So you being a runner was a heartbreaking when at the beginning when they all they all fall over and they all get like disqualified. Was that heartbreaking thinking, oh, shit, I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> it's frustrating to see. <laughs> it really is. I know. I wonder how much of that is real life. I wonder how much of that like actually happened. Because it is based on a true story, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I think the theory about putting sprinters um, and Serrano do crossover training um, to put them in winter sports, I think that, that has been tried before. Yeah. You know, I know, I know a few people who have tried to go from a sprinting and then moved into bobsledding especially mm. have they been successful no no <laughs> we, 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 there's, there's not a lot of facilities around here is there really for a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to practice your bobsledding bobsledding is like super dangerous as well like don't people like get brutal, like brutally injured like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. quite it's a lot of them as well like the skeleton yeah, and the you up, it's like you, you get your hand sliced off and all sorts you know yeah mm. get your head crushed all sorts yeah you're right <laughs> it, it it does look exhilarating no I would I would I would like to try something like that but you've got to be you've got to be shit off it really haven't you well, there's, uh, there's no breaks is there 
No, I don't think there's breaking stuff. Jams it to the grass. Uh, oh, is the it? Ice. Yeah. yeah, it's like a big, huge ice pick that they stick into the ice oh, right at the end. Right. It's mad, bad. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the thing, John. I'm thinking of the... Uh, You're thinking of Luge and oh, all, the, the, all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. When you sit on Little Stray? Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They just pick the front up and the That's back right. breaks. <laughs> good, good. So, do you, any more like that sort of underdogs? Sports what about a true underdog story? Oh, dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball. Oh, Alan's <laughs> eyes lit up then. <laughs> I that don't think it's film, true. Film. <laughs> I, when I watched this, I thought, as I was watching it, I thought, this sport's brilliant. This has got to be made into a real sport. And I think it was anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I thought it was a whole, I thought everything was made up, including the actual sport of dodgeball. Um but, uh, yeah, you see, that's a made-up one, of course, isn't it? I know what I was saying before about most of these are based on true stories, but obviously 100% made-up. But what a great what a great story and characters. Yeah. yeah. Some great set-pieces. If you can dodge traffic, yeah. you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> the ball is that Ben? And Ben Stiller's in that, isn't he? Isn't he the, uh, the, other, the other leader, the other team yeah, leader? Yeah, yeah. He's Glo- a great Globo Jim or something. Say again. Yeah. Is it Globo Gym or Glo- yeah. Global it's, it's Gym? Global Gym, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And the way he ends up at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, one of Ben Stiller's greatest characters, that isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> I was watching uh, Extras the other night. I started watching that again from the beginning. And uh, yeah, Ben Stiller's in the first episode. He's just, he's such an <laughs> arsehole, isn't it? Brill- I know it's yeah. all over the top, but he's brilliant. Ben, I can watch Ben Stiller in most things, to be honest. With a muzzy. He's got to have a muzzy on or something. <laughs> good, good. I like it. Any more? Sports-wise, uh, does Seabiscuit? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Not one of seen that one. Yeah, it was Toby Maguire. Um, obviously, I think he'd already done Spider-Man. I think he'd already started. And that sort of gave him a bit of a vehicle to get some more, some more roles. And to be honest, it was one of his best. Uh, true story, Seabiscuit was basically the 1920s. It was basically the Dust Bowl Depression, um, late 20s, mid-30s, um, or the Great Depression. Um, I mentioned this film when doing uh, Mice and Men, because um, it was set at exactly the same time. And it was basically mm-hmm. the Depression era, Red Rum. Um, it was basically the American Red Rum, really. Um, it, it's the story of how... It starts off with um, Toby Maguire's character, who was the jockey. Um, his parents couldn't afford him. They'd lost all their, their home in the Great Depression and things. They sell him. Um, they literally sell him, like, um, mm. to, to like factory or whatever it is, or farm, because um, they can't afford to feed him. Um, so he ends up having quite a hard life. Um, the stable owner is having a bit of a bad time, and they buy this sort of, like, Little horse that you know basically being wrote off is not, not going to be a thoroughbred, and it becomes becomes a thoroughbred. It wins the uh, wins the big races, <laughs> um, and he's got statues of this horse in race race grounds and all over America. Um, completely true story, and it's a good it's a good underdog story. Yeah, mm. I'll give that a go. He is good, Tobey Maguire, where he wants to be. I mean, I know he is, yeah. You know, Spider-Man's a big thing, but yeah, he is a good actor, like. 
Yeah, he plays. He plays like someone with like uh, anger problems. Uh, he's partially sighted as well. Um, and I think it turns out the horses. Oh, yeah. and it was all true. It was all true as well. The the, wow. the, the jockey was uh, partially sighted due to a uh, head injury. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Again, what a true story, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely all through the story. Um, and it's a good. Yeah. Awesome. Let's watch that one. So any more gents that we haven't we haven't mentioned? There's one that I can't believe I haven't mentioned yet. Um, Space Jam. Yes, Space Jam, the ultimate underdogs, yeah. Because they should they shouldn't win that game. The Looney no. Tunes should not be winning that game. They should not, not at all. Because the monsters have got the base the, the basketball skills. They should not be winning. However, the Looney <laughs> Tunes do have Michael Jordan on this one. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. They got Jordan. <laughs> is he is he the greatest basketball player who ever lived? He is. And if anybody disagrees, then they're wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> it's yeah, not a debate. Well, Harry, and I don't know if I've said this to you before. I've said this to the lads before. Like, you know who the uh, MVP is of that in that game? Bill Murray. Act, Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Bill Murray. Without yeah. Bill Murray, the, the Looney Tunes lose. So you can you can you can have your Michael Jordans and your Bugs Bunnies as much as you want, <laughs> but no Bill Murray, no win for the Space Jam team. <laughs> I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah. MVP. <laughs> That's a good good film, like. Al, was you going to say one then? Yeah, as one that I can't believe missed out because uh, we've been talking about it uh, for month, well, weeks or months. Uh, the karate kid. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I know it's just like a retread. Is it the same the same director as what uh, Rocky Three? I think so. Yeah. There's a link to Rocky. I don't know whether it's the same screenwriter or director. Yeah. There's definitely some link there, isn't he? Yeah. Because it is the same story. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. But we love it. It's great. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah, so that eighties cheese and and feel good and it's just the yeah boss. <laughs> so I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, but is Cobra Kai a bit of an underdog? Like, um, what's the guy's name? Johnny is it? Johnny Lawrence, yeah. 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 So is he is he a bit of an underdog in that? Not, I'd say so. Not those characters, but the, some of the school kids are definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You could say at the start, Johnny is. Yeah. He's, a, play, he's play a bit of a has-been, isn't he? Yeah, he has lowest. He's got a bit of a dead-end job, you know. He's his stepdad's always down his throat, saying, you know, you, you've grown up and you've not really amounts to anything, have you? Mm. The, the writing's so good and Cobra Kai that they've they've done such a good job of it. I think, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's just, like so it's a playful series and. I just you have to watch it I think you'll love it I know I'm still waiting for my missus to 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 give me the nod to watch it I'm still (laughs) waiting for (laughs) yes you may (laughs) but um, yeah I'm looking forward to it I really really do want to see it and I think I've I've said before me me mother-in-law it's one of the Karate Kid's one of her favourite films so um, I think she yeah she'd probably like Cobra Kai in fact I know she'd like it yeah 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 
like um, the Shawshank Redemption is an underdog movie. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, like we sort of mentioned the prison film before, and like that, those sorts of types of films tend to be, don't they? Like you know, going into prison and, and fighting through that adversity, and then having a a nice ending, if you like, you know, sort of over, overcoming the yeah. Um, adversity. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of prison films are like that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I watched one a, a while ago, uh, Escape from Alcatraz, with Clint Eastwood again. Mm. Funnily enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, great film. Yeah. I've never seen it before, but yeah, based again based on a true story. Now, if you read into what happens in the real life story, you you could argue whether it had an happy ending or not. But um, you know, he's fight he's fighting against the system basically. That's that's what it is. But yeah, really good he, film. There's a, there was an investigator on the FBI. There was an article a couple of um, years ago that um, one of the investigators basically believed the escape um, and blamed that he had evidence of postcards that he'd sent from wherever in South America they ended up. Really? But, um, oh. Yeah. So, and that was that, that's from the FBI. Mm. Um, so the next time you watch it, there's, there's a lot of people who were looking for them believe that he did, he did pull it off. Yeah. So, yeah, you can believe the happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Any more prison movies like that then? Obviously, Shawshank's a great shout there, Al. Like, I was thinking, the Great Escape. Great Escape, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, again against all odds, isn't it? There's no, you know, there's no way that they they're gonna survive in in there or out of there. And, yeah. Sad ending, that, isn't it? Awful ending. That. The, the plot of it, but you've ever seen that Liverpool one that's got like. Uh, Going off big town. Oh yeah, that's a great film. That. It's, it's that, it's, it's, I can't. I know they're in the prison. It's in Walton Prison, isn't it? Yeah. I can't is, it, is it an underdog story? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember it that much, but yeah, I remember it being brilliant though. Love it. Yeah. Going off big time's a great <laughs> Liverpool film. <laughs> is Peter Kay in that one? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's in it. I've got it well, yeah. Yeah. That's a funny scene when the when the uh, the busies are uh, <laughs> the staking out Everton Brow to see who's who's dealing drugs. For those who haven't seen it, it's a bit of a gangster film, but the scene who's dealing drugs and um, they're dealing the drugs through the ice creams, ice cream <laughs> cones. So the busies go over to the ice cream cones and get <laughs> get some ice creams, get a few flakes, and uh, <laughs> they crush a load of drugs into them. And then later on, the busies are just in the car at night, dancing with the lights on, like with the music dead loud, booming. Great film. They're funny. Yeah, I like that one. Let's watch that again. Great. Any more on me, said? I've got a non-sports one. Go for it, Richard. Um, what I like about this is it's not it's not come up on any of the, you know, if you do a quick Google for it. Um, on underdog film, but it's the world's fastest Indian. And I think I mentioned it in our um, Hidden Gems podcast. Um, so I, I know most of you, or probably all of you, haven't, I don't know if any of you seen it. Yeah, I, I read about yeah. this earlier, funnily enough. I, I mean, 
I don't know if I love it so much because of the engineering background that I've got, but uh, it's a 2005 film. It's got um, Anthony Hopkins as Burt Monroe. Now, he's he's 68 years old in it, um, the character, and he's modified his bike. It's a 1920s bike, and he's modified it to attempt the land speed record. Uh, and and he's basically saving up. The film is about him saving up to go over to the states to have a go at the land speed record. And it starts off in his work. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a house. He just lives in his workshop in his garage. And the shelf on the shelf there's all sorts of engine components. And it just says offerings to the god of speed. Um, and it's all bits of pistons that gave way at a certain speed. You know, like 157.13 miles an hour. Um, but what I love about it is that he, he he didn't have any money. He just had he just made everything himself. He made his own alloys. He, he developed his own alloys to make engine parts with. Um, and he, he did that. The whole point of the film is the fact that he got the record, but he got the record in 19. When is it? 1967. And that record still stands so bearing in mind that the the bike was 1920 and we're now 2021 so the bike that was now 101 years old still not been beaten and when we're talking about sports and stuff like that now if you got like a if you got a baseball film and like somebody does so many runs that's not going to increase over the years is it but technology is going to make things like land speed records more and more you know make the speeds go higher and higher and higher but this this hasn't still not been be- beaten since 1967, and okay. that's that's what I just love about it. It's it's still there from all this time ago on a on a bike that it was 47 years old at the time. Um, so I, I'd list it as one of my top 10 films definitely. Um, it's a strange one because it's like I said, it's one of those hidden gems, and it's got Anthony Hopkins in it and that's about it. Everybody else is reasonably, well, there's loads of unknowns. There might be one or two people you go, Oh, I sort of know him, uh, but that's about it. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if somebody watched it who, who wasn't fussed on cars or engineering. I don't know what they'd make of it. I don't know if they'd like it. Um, I think you can still take away the, the story from it. Even if you're not into cars, it could be about any boats or whatever, you know, it could be, I don't know. Yeah. It could be about bacon or something, couldn't it? You know, bacon stuff, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's the story of the it's the journey of, you know, this guy who when he turns up, he's got no chance of being the best. Oh, they're all laughing at him. It's like he's got yeah, they're all laughing, but he's got no right to be there really in other in people's eyes. But in actual fact, you know, his great determination, his ingenuity and all that sort of comes to the fore and and he he, he's the boss. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a case of you know he's you don't have to be amazing at sport or anything like that. You can you can apply a little bit of knowledge and and just a bit of graft and hard work. Um, and you can use your hands and you can do these things. There's a brilliant bit though where um, he's off to go on the boat to get over to America because he's in New Zealand. Um, and a couple of the, I think, I think they're having a little celebration for him. It might be his birthday, I don't know. But some bikers come in and challenge him to a to a race, basically. And um, and he, he absolutely wipes the floor with them. But then when he tries to turn around, he falls off. But uh, so they're all laughing at him. 
But when he's on his way to the boat, they stop him, they flag him down, they just thrust a load of um, money in his his hand, and he said, "There's beer money, there's beer money, you know, uh, uh, good luck and everything." And wherever he goes, people just end up loving him and just want to do everything to help him. And that's sort of like what the that community is like. You know, I'll go to some car shows and things like that, and everybody's there to help you if you've got any problems. It's it's um I suppose it reminds me of that. Mm. But real real good feel for feel good film it is. Yeah, it is. And what's it called again? The world's fastest Indian. That's the one. Yeah. Because the bike is an Indian scout. Because initially you think, what the hell is that about? Um, and I always remember Jonathan Ross when he was on two, film 2005 reviewing it. I always remember it and I thought, oh, I'm not that interested in it. But uh, yeah, I absolutely adore the film. Yeah. And he's good in it. I think Andy Hopkins is good in it, isn't he? Yeah. He's good in everything. I think when they were on set, some of the family members came along and they said, that 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 he'd just got this Bert Munro who'd obviously passed away that they'd got him off to a T. He, he they said his um uh, his depiction of him was just spot on um they couldn't believe it <laughs> which was nice yeah brilliant all right any glaring omissions I've I've just thought of a couple like um that are like sport related and I thought um Dangerous Minds of Michelle Pfeiffer okay yeah yeah she's a, a teacher and she starts off and she's really intimidated by all these like uh kids in the ghetto and she she learns like different tactics of like how to sort of teach them and win them over and and stuff and against all odds she she wins them rounds and yeah and she, she starts off as being the underdog and she she she, she succeeds yeah it's a good film that yeah Great song, by the way, Gangster's yeah, Paradise. Yeah. Absolute tune, that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was thinking of something else. Like, like I was thinking, well, is there anything like, an, like a, a, um, a painter or an artist? And I thought, my, um, my Left Foot, have you ever seen, heard of that? No, this is one no. of Daniel Day-Lewis's really early works. That really put him yeah. on the map, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so he's like... A, I think he's a, there's like a disabled man with uh, like cerebral palsy. I think I've that long since I've seen him, and he's, he can paint with his left foot, and he paints like um, these amazing paintings, and, and mm. it's like uh, he's a, he's, a, he's brilliant in it. He's like you know he's got that intense performance that he has in all his movies, but we compared him against Denzel, weren't we? And um, Daniel Day Lewis yeah. is like he's a, he, I think he's just a more diverse actor. He's just He's capable of doing more different variety of different things. At least that's what I want to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was I turn on today and he they just I was talking about um you know the guy out of the in between us, the one who plays Will, I don't know his real name. But um like he's doing an advert and he's just playing the same character again. Everything he's in is just the same guy. And you'd think, like, some of these actors, I'm not saying, like, Denzel or Denzel Lewis, but are in the same bracket as him. But it's, um, you'd think, like, he's, he's going to get the ears typecast as just being the nerdy geek, isn't he? And you think, well, what, why don't you just branch out a little bit, try something different? But, I don't know. But there you go. But yeah, he's definitely yeah. more... Yeah. And, and that's true, yeah. Yeah. He's doing an advert where he's, like, putting his clothes in, alphabetical order. It's like, yeah, that's that's the in-between us. It just yeah. annoys me. Yeah, it is. It's annoying. But yeah, sorry, just a sidetrack there. 
Yeah, we'll finish there then, chaps. And uh, so we'll go around the group. And can you tell us your favourite underdog film? I'm going to go last because I need to think about it myself as well. So we'll start with Alan. Go for it. Favourite? Oh, God. Just pick one. Go. Um, this is the size code that they'll play for that white gold. Danger, dangerous Mind. Dangerous Mind. Like it. Harry, favourite underdog film? Straight in, Space Jam. Like it. Richard? The World's Fastest Indian. Boss. Lee? Any of the Rocky films. Yeah. And I will go Cool Runnings. I think Cool Runnings yeah. is outstanding. But yeah, it's uh, all brilliant films that I mentioned there. So yeah, brilliant. Uh, we'll finish there. And thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to get in contact, watch your favourite Undog film. Uh, you can um, get us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us at chatandflicks at hotmail.com. Or you can just tell us to our face next time you see us. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Richard, what's our next topic? Is why you having a cough? Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we are Sorry. continuing with our films to see before you die. Um, we are up to, I don't know what number it is exactly at the moment, to be honest, but we are going to be talking about 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Great film. I think we're up to about number five. Is that all? Wow. Yeah. So we've got enough, we've got quite a few to go with. But yeah, 12 Andy then. Brilliant film. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. See you now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.